Hello, this is Scott Stewart from Millennium Park Foundation. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Nowak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. 20 years and counting as Chicago's go-to deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Sunday morning on Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 847-A new secure line has been opened for communication. 877-711-5611. Now back to American Radio Broadcast. On Facebook and Instagram at the Mike Novak Show and at Mike Now on Twitter. And here they are. She's lean and he's green. Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Yeah, and she's uh, standing up, and I'm sitting down, uh, and we're here live at the Greater Home and Remodeling Show in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, we don't have our, we didn't have a special intro, but I have to tell you that because it's nice and quiet in here right now. Here's the deal, though. Uh, we're, we're, we're just about to put the Facebook Live up there, and what uh, Kevin Burgess has discovered is that Mark Zuckerberg has been sabotaging uh, my Facebook feeds recently. He's got a personal vendetta uh, against me. Uh, and Jessica is uh, Bowick. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, can we uh, hold it? There we are. Try that again. That's correct. There we are. <laughs> uh, and Jessica, hi. You're a manager of the Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show here. Uh, and uh, I know you've been trying to do this too. And I've watched other people the last couple of days doing facebook live videos and they end up flipping on their side yeah yeah strange it goes on the side and then eventually it does correct itself and here's the reason why mark zuckerberg is bored all right (laughs) and he gets out there and he starts messing with people's ah there's peggy getting Ah, into the the show is broadcasting off of my phone now uh is (laughs) now is that that's the uh the loop I'm there, not yeah. Sure what that is. No, that's the loop of the old one. We when we first put it up, we were sideways. Now we're going to see if we're. <laughs> Kevin, are we are we straight? Isn't here? that a movie sideways? <laughs> yeah, I believe. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. All right. You you've done radio before, yeah. Jessica. Okay. Uh, and as I said, Jessica Bowick uh, is with the Greater Home and Remodeling Show. We're here live. We're here of the regular uh, length of the show till 11 a.m. The show itself here doesn't start until 10. 10. Yeah. So they're going to open the doors and all the people will come flooding in at that time. But before then, we get to sit here and chat for just a couple of minutes with you. Tell us a little bit about the, the Greater Home, Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show. Yeah, so we are here at the Renaissance, Renaissance Convention Center. Today is our last day, so we're open from 10 to 4. Oh, look at this, and your coffee's being delivered. Oh, How nice. wonderful I'm is that? I'm still wondering where Dave's coffee cake is. Yeah. Oh, he'll be arriving soon, so we'll make sure uh, you Dave get... Dave and his coffee cake. Hey, Dave and his yeah. coffee cake. 
Um, but you can find everything for inside or outside of your home. And I know people have those to-do lists, and um, you can come here and check the, some of those things off your list, whether you're looking for windows or gutters or you want to remodel I see, your I see kitchen. mattresses right mattresses. in front of me. I see doors. I see all of that stuff. Are you stuff. looking for knives? And, of course, Mighty House was here yesterday, yeah. uh, and uh, they broadcast, and, and, and that makes sense for them. I, I hope that Ron wasn't out there trying to fix everything that was there. He was there. walking around. I'm not sure whether he... I don't know if he had his toolbox or anything. Uh, uh, good. Don't let him wear it, and don't let him wear the belt either. Oh okay. no. So uh, uh, that, and again, it's until uh, what it's time? Until four o'clock today. And if you'd like to go to our website um, for ticket details, there's a uh, three dollars off if you go online today. So that's um, a total of what? It would be a total of four dollars. Oh my goodness! Yeah, four bucks if you go up. All right, but you can still order online yes, before you, can go you come online. in. Yes. All right. You can go to gchomeshow.com and then click the tickets for Eventbrite. gchomeshow.com. And if you do it uh, this morning as you're listening, you can see us at 10 a.m. We'll be here when the show opens at 10 a.m. Peggy Mlecky's busily trying to figure out whether we're sideways or right side up. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. Are we? Are we? Okay. I'm still trying to share to the Mike Novak show. but okay. uh, That's okay. Oh, so uh, those of you, so uh, we're only getting out there old school right now. That's the, that's the way. <laughs> but that's going to change. That'll change very quickly. Uh, well, um, it, I hope you've had a, a good. You just do the two days, right? You That's had a, a Saturday yeah, and, and Saturday today. And Sunday. Um, how long have you been planning this? Oh well, it takes about a year to plan. Believe it or Holy not. Holy smoke! Yeah, there's a lot of little. A year of your like, life gone yeah, just like just that, like huh? That, it's like one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, so what's next? What happens after the home show? What do you, when you pack it up, you just start planning for the next yeah, one, or you got something else planning, going on? We put, start planning for the next year, you know? Yikes. Yep. Well, I mean, yes, Peggy? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. It's just <laughs> that endless loop. An endless loop, that's well, And Peggy knows because she's, uh, when she leaves here today, she's going to another show. I was at a, uh, an event yesterday. It's, I don't know what, what it is about the month of March. You guys plan all these things all at the same time, and it's uh, there's uh, it makes us crazy. I think because everyone has that spring fever, mm -hmm. and you got to come out and you, well, that's true. Yeah, people want to start working on their homes and their, their home and, and gardens. Exactly, and I took a photo of my daffodils popping up yesterday in the my yeah. front lawn. Oh, beautiful! They're that not even awesome. lawn. I have tulip buds on one. Holy smokes. Wow. So. Oh, wow. All right, well, yeah, folks, can come out. Give me the website again if G they want. GCHomeShow.com. GCHomeShow.com to open till 4 o'clock this afternoon at the Shaw Function Center. Uh, and the address is 1551 Thoreau Drive North in Schaumburg. Come on out. It's right off the, right the tollway. Yeah. So, all right. So, Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We have got a full plate uh, for uh, on the show today. So, stick around. We'll, we'll try to get through all of it. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. 
They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at OrganicRootsEcoSalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty, you no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. This is Mike Novak, and this is The Moment. That's the theme of the 7th Annual One Earth Film Festival, and The Mike Novak Show will be there. 33 award-winning films at 47 venues across Chicagoland, March 2nd through 11th. This is The Moment underscores the need to take action to save our planet now. Visit oneearthfilmfest.org to reserve tickets to all screenings, including the March 2nd Green Carpet Gala featuring live interviews by Peggy Malecki and me. See you there. Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the 2018 Good Food Expo. Connect with local farmers and producers, learn from renowned local chefs, shop the Good Food Marketplace, and eat delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry is free with online registration. Don't miss the Good Food Masterclass on Fermented Foods with author Michael Harlan Turkel. Good Food happens Saturday, March 24 at the UIC Forum in Chicago. The Mike Novak Show will be covering it live on Facebook. Visit goodfoodexpo.org. This is your talk. You want to just put in hashtags in any of your social media. Hashtag 1590WCGO. Evanston, Chicago. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Today we are live from the greater Chicago home. Live, live, live. live. And we don't have our dingers. We can pound the desk and all you hear is, you hear that. Uh, Try that. No, 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 you got to do, if you've got, she's got a stainless steel straw that we got Friday evening at the One Earth Film Festival Gala. I like it. All right, we're going to go with that. Cowbell. Uh, more Not cowbell, cowbell, but cowbell. Cowbell, more cowbell. All right. Uh, <laughs> and since we don't have the dingers here, but uh, live from the Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show, uh, it's uh, we're broadcasting right now. But it, you know, we have a studio audience. Look at that. And I know we got people watching uh, on Facebook, and and they are telling us that the 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 picture is. The right way, it's oriented correctly. It's not on its side like we had the other <laughs> night. So uh, we want to uh, thank people for letting us. Uh, Judy Thayer, thank you so much for for watching us live. Uh, on the phone right now, and as I said before, we didn't, we were not even able to give you a rundown of everybody who's on the show today, and we're just going to do it as we go along. My advice: listen to us all morning uh, until 11 a.m. because I can't tell you how many guests we have. And how good they are. A lot. Uh, and we run the gamut, folks, today from food to recycling to politics to meteorology. Rick DeMaio will be here at uh, our usual time of 1049. And we'll be talking uh, plants. And plants. And we're talking a little recycling. bit. Recycling. Uh, a little bit of everything. So let's get right to the phone and bring in uh, a perennial favorite, speaking of plants. Uh, and can you give us a cowbell on that? Um. You got to put. Oh, that's right. You can't. <laughs> you can't have the mic and the cowbell okay, going. Okay. All right, don't. That's uh, all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, the the moment has passed. There we go. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Jim Slama, who's putting up with this nonsense. The uh, founder and CEO of Family Farm and the Good Food Expo. Jim Slama. Good morning. 
Good morning. Hi, Mike. Hi, Peggy. How are you guys? We're great. We wish you were here with us. Well, you never know. I actually have gone there Thursday. Uh, we'll be checking it out. My guess is you're not around. Uh, oh, well, Thursday. You're going to be where on Thursday? Uh, at the flower show. Uh, oh, oh. We're, we're at the home show. No, no, we're at the home show. Oh. This is out in Schaumburg. Okay. So uh, we're we're a little bit of everywhere, Jim. Uh, this week uh, you're Peggy, everywhere. You're, what's the? And, you and I'm make the from here, the here to North Lake Festival on Friday. That was a lot mm -hmm. of fun. And the I'm at the Body Mind Gala. Spirit Expo today too. Yeah, we're having a we're, we're having a little delay issue here. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll see how well this works out, but we'll, we'll be fine, I'm sure. Uh, uh, but Jim, as I mentioned, is the founder and CEO of Family Farm, and Jim. And I go back a ways, uh, back to the various venues that, where you had the Good Food Expo when it was called other things. It's it's not always been the Good Food Expo. In fact, you changed the name this year. A little bit of a, a marketing thing. It used to be called the Local Organic Trade Show. It was a one day. Thing. Well, that was way a long when... time ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. And now, um, you're, you're dating yourself to 14 years ago. I know, and that's how long you've been doing this and longer, but it's a matter of how the rest of the world has caught up to you, that you now have the Good Food Expo, and it's one of the premier food events in the country, if not the world. It's, uh, well, I like the, the way you're, I would like the way you're talking, Mike. <laughs> Can we bring you on to do some In PR the universe, Jim. That's right. In the whole universe. <laughs> uh, well, it, it is true, though, because uh, you. What I, the point I was making is that you've watched the good food movement grow around you. You had this idea early on, and obviously you're uh, prescient. You could see into the future, uh, and you did. Uh, and the rest of it has caught up with you. So congratulations on what is this, the 13th or the 14th year? 14th. 14th year. Holy smoke. Yeah. Uh, how time flies. Uh, and it's at the UIC Forum uh, on uh, actually three days. Mostly you're, you're, you're getting folks to come in on Friday and Saturday. But on, uh, also on Thursday, you're talking to farmers. Uh, but, and then on uh, Friday, you do policy stuff. And then on Saturday, you have the Good Food Festival, mm -hmm. and everybody comes in, the vendors and the foodies and it, that's the chef's demos all chef's day. Chef's demos us and a little bit of everything. Even and, us. Uh, yeah, we'll be well we're going to be there two days. We're Friday uh, doing Facebook live and hoping that it's not sideways. <laughs> uh, if Mark Zuckerberg doesn't mess with us, uh, it'll be great. Uh, and uh, but we're going to be doing that on Friday. So let's start there, uh, Jim. What uh, you've got a lot of policy stuff on Friday. What's going to be going on? Well, actually, the opening symposium is great. We've got a couple folks from the city talking about their adoption of the Good Food Purchasing Program, including the commissioner of the Chicago Department of Public Health. Uh, we've got Leslie Fowler, who works for the city and oversees all their nutrition programs and wellness programs. Uh, and actually, we worked with Leslie years ago to bring in, uh, to launch their local food purchasing program. And now they're, you know, they're doing over $2 million a year just in produce plus uh, a lot of uh, – they're actually sourcing antibiotic-free chicken from from uh, Miller Poultry in Indiana. So it was great to work with them on that. And now with the adoption of the good food purchasing policy, uh, we're hoping to 
encourage other city departments, including the Department of Aviation. Wouldn't it be great having more local sustainable food at O'Hare and and Midway and uh, and other departments uh, to start, you know, purchasing good food, which is great. Now, obviously, you've had a huge effect on the city of Chicago uh, and and some of their purchasing. Uh, is this extending outward uh, to the rest of the Midwest and to other parts of the country? Well, you know, with uh, Chicago adopting the, the antibiotic-free chicken, um, they're part of a national group that's uh, L.A. and New York and San Francisco and Houston, Miami. And now all those cities have followed Chicago, and they're all serving antibiotic-free chicken because they realize that, you know, 23,000 people die a year due to antibiotic-resistant diseases. And, you know, a lot of that is coming because we, uh, 75% of the antibiotics in America are fed to farm animals. And, you know, we shouldn't be supporting that, but also we shouldn't be supporting that kind of meat to our children. And CPS took a stand in that way, so which is a great thing. Uh, so... You know, it's expanding, and, you know, I think that, you know, the whole farm-to-school movement, there's got a lot of uh, a lot of action, a lot of movement in that direction, too, uh, really throughout the country. And so some of those leaders will be here in Chicago uh, for our show as well. You know, one of the other things I'm really excited about is uh, a panel that we have on regenerative and organic agriculture, and that's uh, Friday morning at 1030. Uh, and... You know, Mike, Peggy, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the fact that there's a new regenerative certification system that the Rodale Institute and mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Bronner's and Patagonia and some others have put together uh, because they want to take organic to another level. You know, organic was really brought to America by J.I. Rodale, you know, over a half a century ago. And now the family uh, and then his his son, Robert, was talking a lot about organic needs to be regenerative well the rodales have followed through on that they've now created this regenerative label and certification system it's very controversial there's others you know even some of the good companies in the organic industry are a little bit threatened by it because uh they might not qualify and so there'll be others who have a you know better uh a higher level certification but you know other people feel that if we can take organic to another level where they're looking at soil health and biodiversity and the way the workers are treated and other things and bring in more accountability, that that's a good thing for everybody. So anyway, it's going to be a very uh, a great discussion. We've got Teresa Marquez from Organic Valley, Matt Dillon from Cliff Bar, uh, Aaron Stevens, the founder of Nature's Path, the largest organic cereal company in the world, uh, Jeff Catch from uh, Rodale Institute, uh, and then uh, David Montgomery, who's the author of Growing a Revolution, Bringing Our Soil Back to Life, and a few other amazing books on soil. He's really, the, I think, the leading thinker about soil and health and um, also regeneration. Uh, so fabulous panel not to be well, missed, and that's Friday morning at uh, 10, 10, 1030. Uh, and uh, he's going to be on our show next week, David Montgomery. So we're very excited about All right. that. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we'll be talking. You know, we do that a lot. It's it's, it's it's well, Okay, we got a cowbell there. <laughs> uh, we do this on the show a lot because this is where farming and gardening is going. It's looking at the soil. It's looking at biology. And, and as we like to say on this show, it's, it's the, the biology, biology, stupid. stupid. 
And we got away from that um, when we were growing things for a long time, for decades and decades. We decided that we could do it all with chemicals and we could do it all even even with nutrients. We thought, well, it's just nutrients. And now we're realizing really uh, biology is very important. Uh, somebody uh, that I respect very much said, you know, it's at least 50 percent biology. Uh, and we have to get back to understand, well, have to try to understand the biology because there's so much we don't even understand yet. So it's good to have this panel discussion about regenerative agriculture. I notice also you'll be giving out a Good Food Business of the Year award, and your beginning uh, farmer and good food entrepreneurs. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Good Food uh, Business of the Year award. Uh, that's going to Nature's Path, who... As I said, the largest organic cereal company in the world. Uh, you know, I've been friends with the owners for a long time. Family-owned business, all 100% organic. They they bought, I think, now over 10,000 acres of farmland that that um, they're working with farmers to grow food for them. They actually grow. Uh, they actually use food from over 100,000 acres of organic farmland, which is you know pretty amazing. And we've, they've actually also just given us a grant to work to build their supply chain of organic grain that they could use uh, at their manufacturing facility in Wisconsin, which is very exciting. Uh, it's a big plant. It's a former craft tombstone pizza plant that they bought. They've turned into a you know certified organic facility that you know makes corn chips and and cereals and other products for them. And and they're very committed to not only organic but also lowering their carbon footprint by sourcing closer to home. Uh, and they're really wonderful people. They, they're on the forefront of the non-GMO movement, and, uh, and they care deeply about uh, good food. And, you know, that's just Friday. Okay, that's just Friday. And what I, I will say again that Peggy and I will be on Friday, and we're going to be grabbing a lot of these folks as they get off the stage mm -hmm. and putting them on uh, Facebook Live so folks can – Watch these short interviews we'll be doing uh, about policy and about changing the world through policy at uh, the Friday session at the Good Food Expo. Uh, so I hope folks do that because that will be all morning long that we will be sending these uh, Facebook Live uh, broadcasts and broadcasts, whatever we call it. Uh, uh, I guess on the Internet. Uh, but then it gets uh, even better on Saturday um, when you just sort of open the doors. It's a free festival, the Good Food Festival. And uh, as we mentioned before, there are seminars, there are chef demos, there are vendors. I love the vendor area because you have so many interesting people with their so many interesting products. Um, and people are tasting and trying and talking. Um, the energy is palpable. It's, it's a wonderful event. Tell us a little bit about that, Jim. Uh, yeah, 175 vendors. We had a good food court with uh, you know some amazing folks serving food that you know you can buy and eat. Uh, we've got chef demos, and you know I gotta say our chef demo lineup this year is one of our best ever. You know, it starts with Rick Bayless, who's you know has been a great partner and friend of ours really from almost the beginning. He's, he's done our show almost every year. Uh, Purple asparagus, uh, chef Judson Todd Allen is going to be doing something. Uh, He's got a book called The Spice Diet, and talking about how spices can improve your health. Ina Pinckney, our favorite breakfast goddess, is uh, coming back, even though she's no longer um, uh, running Ina's. She's uh, coming to our show to do a demo and talk about her new her book. She's fun. Uh, Andrew Zimmerman she's really fun. from I've, I've, 
I was just going to say, I've met Ina uh, several times, and she is, uh, in a good way, she's a piece of work. So she's really, really fun. Oh, yeah, she's a hoot. She's definitely, uh, uh, we have like a, definitely be one of the funner chefs on stage that day. Yeah, and <laughs> and as I said, there's a lot going on. We're going to continue to talk about this over the next couple of weeks on, on this show. We wanted to just give a preview and get you on board because you're the guy who started it all. And if folks uh, have more information, they should go to goodfoodexpo.org. I wish we had more time today, Jim, but... Um, Hey, just this one is, more uh, plug. Sarah Grunberg is getting sure, the go Good for Food it. Chef of the Year also. And we love sorry, Sarah. And Jason Vincent's also going to be on the chef stage uh, from Giant and City Mouse. So just uh, an awesome line. I come all day because it's going to be really fun. And we really appreciate our partnership uh, with you, uh, Mike and Peggy. You're awesome. And, and you're just true believers who are out there really doing it every every day and and grateful for all the things that you and natural awakenings are doing well thanks jim yeah we're and we're grateful you guys are doing uh to try to it it's it, we say this all the time sometimes it's tongue-in-cheek and sometimes it's for real it's you're changing the world and you guys are you're changing the world one plate at a time uh and mm-hmm. it's it's good for folks to uh to 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 dip their toes in the water and come by the Good Food Expo and see what's going on. So, Jim Slama, thank you so much. We're going to see you real soon, buddy. So, uh, soon. Uh, hang in there. And see I know, you, Jim. and I know you got a lot of work to do. So, I'm going to let you go. Thank you. You guys have a great, All great right. day. Bye bye. All right, thanks, Jim. All right, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. When we come back, uh, we're going to dip our toe into uh, politics. Uh, here. It's a very interesting contest and you need to know a lot about it. Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Do you know that Chicagoans are getting healthier all the time? This is Peggy, and I know this is true because for eight years I've been publishing Natural Awakenings, Chicago's greenest and healthiest magazine. And if you want your message to reach this growing market, you need to get your business in front of our readers. Why? Because our advertisers tell us that our targeted readers are committed to improving their health and they're ready to take action. That's more than 80,000 people in Chicago who will respond to your message. They're looking for holistic wellness practitioners, doctors, dentists, nutritionists, health coaches, yoga, even home improvement and landscape experts. Natural Awakenings is a free monthly magazine available in more than 1,100 locations throughout Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. Call me today to expand your market and grow your business. 847-858-3697. That's 847-858-3697. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. This is Mike Novak, Tree Keeper number 417, inviting you to register for the Openlands Tree Keeper Spring Course. Tree Keepers are trained volunteers who advocate and care for nature's most majestic plants, trees, around the Chicago area. The eight-day course covers topics like tree planting, mulching, pruning, pests and diseases, and more. The course will be held Sundays and Thursdays, April 8th through May 3rd at the Washington Park Fieldhouse in Chicago. To learn more, visit openlands.org slash treekeepers. A good day's gardening can sometimes be a bad day for your muscles and joints. Dr. Bonnie Flaster is a chiropractor who uses gentle, non-force adjustments to relieve pain. With 29 years of experience, she relies on a variety of treatments, including low-level laser, acupuncture, and gentle chiropractic. Visit her at River North Wellness Center and find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. 
Catch Playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on 1590 WCGO. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with uh, Peggy Malecki. I know where you're going. All right. Uh, hey, listen, for centuries now, Snipologist Dan Costa, who's been on this show many times, well, that, <laughs> there you go, has been trying to teach me about the art of bonsai. The one thing I've learned is that it is not pronounced bonsai. Bonsai! That's what you yell when you jump out of an, a zeppelin, like a like Peggy. Uh, exactly. But and other than that, well, I don't know much about bonsai. But Dan thinks he can teach you, my innocent gardening friends, about bonsai. In the March-April issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, he has a story about the art, the science, and the horticulture of bonsai. And he even has some advice about getting your first tree. Will you become an expert from reading this article? Probably not. Will you end up like me? You hope not. Uh, however, you can read my column on the inside back page to find out more. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state -state gardening magazines. Go to chicagolandgardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. I told him he was going to be the star of, gets a, the of a commercial on the show today. See, Johnny, uh, this is why we asked for the dingers. Uh, the because because we, we've got, only got the cowbell today. Let us go to the, the phone line uh, and bring in Cam Davis. Cam, are, are you with us? Hey, Mike. Hey, Peggy. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Cam. Uh, good morning. Okay. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Here's a story a lot of time to, to talk about this, but I'm going to try to get this out as, as best I can, Cam, because this is a really interesting situation. We're Tomorrow in Chicago, early voting starts in earnest, basically. It has started already in some areas, but the primary is coming up on March 20th in Illinois, uh, and part of that is in Cook County. Now, in December, one of the commissioners of the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago uh, died uh, unexpectedly, and what happened at that point was that the, there was not enough time uh, for folks. Uh, his name was Timothy Bradford, by the way, and uh, he died suddenly. And it was right about the time that it was the deadline to qualify to be on the ballot for filing paperwork. Uh, and as a result. When the primary hits on uh, the 20th of March, and if you go early, you can see this uh, on your ballot, it's going to say under that, uh, that uh, section of the ballot for the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District, it's going to say no candidate. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't candidates. Uh, there are actually seven candidates running. Cook County uh, Clerk David Orr's office lists seven candidates running. Six are Democrats. One is a Green Party candidate. One of those candidates is on the line with us right now, and that is Cam Davis, M. Cameron, or Cam Davis. And uh, what did I miss here about that, Cam? Did I get that more or less right? Yeah, yeah. Cam Davis, is um, that's who I am, and I'm a write-in candidate for the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District's Bradford vacancy, as they're calling it. 
The district is really important. A lot of people may have heard of it. Some people haven't, but few people pay attention to it. But it is probably one of the most important public health and environmental agencies we have in Cook County. And I know a lot of people um, who listen to your show, Mike and Peggy, are really concerned about the assault on our environment. And I'm, I'm one of them. Um, I've spent 30-plus years of my career working to help protect our waterways around the region, and the district has a huge role to play in protecting our waterways and public health. A lot of folks are saying, because of the time of Bradford's death, that nobody can win this race. They're saying this kind of a write-in has never happened countywide. People don't know how to do a write-in. They don't care enough to do a write-in to protect their environment. I say that's all wrong, and that's it's not true. I think people will take an extra minute to tell their friends about this vital race because they do care about their water, and they do care about the environment, especially in this era of Trump rollbacks and the state being in disarray. The district is going to be our one of our most uh, and last best hopes for protecting public health and the environment in this region. So, I am asking people to write in Cam Davis in the Bradford vacancy at the end of the Water Reclamation District list of candidates. Uh, all right. Now, Cam, uh, you said you've been doing this a long time, and, and Peggy knows you because she's been uh, very involved in Alliance for the Great Lakes, and you're uh, behind the Alliance for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, didn't it uh, change name? It, it, what was it before, Peggy? It was... Uh, well, before it was the Alliance, when you guys launched it, um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it. What, what was it called? It was the Lake Michigan Federation, and then we yes, turned it Lake into Michigan the Alliance for the Great Lakes. And it was all right. about giving and citizens you... a voice and protecting their, their waterways. Yeah. yeah, and we've had Joel Brammeyer on any number of times as well recently. Uh, and who is the, uh, the current? The current director current executive director and uh and so and then you got appointed by the obama administration in july of 2009 as senior advisor to the u.s epa uh in fact uh you were the sort of the point person for uh the great lakes um, the great lakes czar the great lakes czar is is what some people called you uh so you obviously have a background uh in protecting our water resources uh, i was talking to uh Commissioner from the MWRD, Deborah Shore, the other day, and she also happens to be up for re-election. She's up for re-election. She's actually on the ballot. But what she said about what you're trying to do and what the other six candidates are trying to do has basically never been done before, which is to say, from my research on this and what you told me, you need 8,075 votes just to get on the fall ballot to, to clear that hurdle. Uh, from what I understand, now maybe you can help me with this, Cam. Um, I saw an article in suburban uh, suburbanchicagoland.com where the, apparently the Green Party was complaining that uh, the Dems have a leg up on this, uh, that the Green Party is being kind of ignored and that their bar is a lot lower. They only need 1,720 votes. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So I'm actually saying we need 10,000 votes because not only do you need to get that minimum threshold, but you actually have to get more write-in votes than anybody else in in the party. So the reason for the numbers, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but the reason for the numbers is it's a formula tied to how many people voted 
in each party in the last election. So in this case, November okay. 2016. Because more Dems turn out in Cook County, the number, the threshold is higher for the Democratic Party than it would be for the Green Party. But um, it sounds like a really tough mountain to climb to get to 10,000. But if more than, if, if of the 100 cities around Cook County that are in the district service area each produce 100 write ins, we got this. It's doable. Um, and we live in an age of social media. People are fired up. I think they're willing to give one minute of their time extra at the polling place starting tomorrow to write in Cam Davis for this this vacancy, the Bradford vacancy. And I want to and I just want to spend one minute on this because this is important. I get a lot of questions about it. How do I do a write in? I've never done a write in before. I hear people say, ask for an electronic ballot. When you get to uh, just past number 69, that's the end of the district slate, you'll see a space that says no candidate and then write in. You just tap that blank space and a pop-up keyboard will will uh, come up on your screen. You type in Cam Davis, D-A-M-D-A-B-I-S, and then you hit OK. And then you've just voted for clean water and to reduce flooding and uh, to help make the district more uh, and, and Cook County more resilient. If you ask for a paper ballot, you go to the same place on the ballot, you write in Cam Davis, and then you connect the arrow to the right. If you don't connect the arrow, the scanner won't pick up your write-in vote, and you'll have just mm -hmm. wasted your minute. Um, but none of this matters if we don't get to the threshold on write-in votes. I think it's, right. uh, mm -hmm. it's important that we do that, and it won't happen unless 10 people tell their Ten friends to tell their ten friends about this and to do it. Yeah, as you say, it's a, it's it's a it's a tough uh, road to hoe here, but uh, you think it can be done. And I want to let folks know that if they go to my website, mikenovak.net, and look at this week's show. I have uh, pasted uh, a graphic of what you do on the ballot. So it, uh, if the water metropolitan water reclamation district commissioner's ballot is there, and it and it tells you. Uh, how to do this about the touch screen, the paper ballot, and connect the arrow there. You have to do all of it. Uh, again, if you're writing in, you have to connect to the arrow. If you're if you're typing it in, it's it's a different thing. You see if you get the uh, electronic. So, but that information is there so that you can do that. Now, my question to you is: Does everybody? I'm assuming there's more than one person who gets over the threshold. Uh, the Democrats, any Democrat running has to get over, as you say, has to get a, try to get 10,000 votes or so, write-in votes, which is really tough. Um, will all of those names then be on the ballot in the fall? And if no, none of you get to the, the required number of votes, what happens to the seat going into the fall? Hmm. Yeah, so the one who gets the most write-in votes uh, at around 10,000, is the one who then becomes the Democratic nominee on the general election ballot in November. Um, if nobody does, nobody gets that threshold, Governor Rauner gets to a point. And we're trying to avoid hmm. that. We really want somebody yeah, there, who, there, There's uh, something right there. Really uh, you know, if, 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 if you're not a fan of the governor, you probably want to see a democracy uh, do its thing. Uh, before that happens. But if you are a fan of the governor, maybe you want him to nominate somebody. But that's a really good point, that uh, it takes it out of our hands at that point. We're, we're running out of time here, uh, Cam. So, again, I want to tell people that if you want 
to have a voice in the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District, as Cam Davis says, it's a very important office that, that really flies under the radar for most people because it's, it's about our water quality. Uh, make sure you go and to Mike, the And, Mike, I'll just say this last thing, that. too. It, what you just said is absolutely right, but um, there are a lot of folks who are trying very hard to, to fill this spot. Um, and uh, I think democracy demands that uh, the write-in really work for us. That's the whole point of getting on the primary ballot is so that we can show that people care right, we're running out of about time here, this Cam. race. CamDavis.org. Real quick. Cam? The Chicago Flower and Garden Show returns to Navy Pier this March with more energy than ever thanks to a new five-day schedule. So pay attention. This year's theme is Flower Tales. Every garden has a story to tell. And as usual, there's fabulous display gardens built by the industry's top professionals, daily celebrity chef demonstrations, container potting parties, and ongoing STEM studio cut flower arranging classes. The Kids Activity Garden is back, along with the show's all-new Get Growing educational series. And did we mention presentations led by nationally renowned experts like Mike Novak and Peggy Malecki? Yes, we'll be there twice. Our presentation, What's Important and How to Find It, is on Friday, March 16th at 1.30. And on Sunday, March 18th, we're broadcasting live from the show. And this year's Chicago and Flower Garden Show is all happening in five days, from Wednesday, March 14th through Sunday, March 18th. So get your tickets now at chicagoflower.com, and we'll see you there. It might be winter, but you can still visit farmer's markets hosted by many different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through April. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMille. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden. On WCGO 1590, Chicago's Smart Talk. All right. See, we we uh, turned the music uh, over to Dennis Sonar Green. Dennis Sonar Green, who's here uh, spinning the dials, as they say. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm on the ones and twos. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that, though. Yeah, that's that's uh, usually what they mean. Uh, table turntable one, turntable two. Oh, I see. Oh. On the ones and twos. Uh, He's what, going how old do you say, say Dennis, Kevin? Uh, Dennis, what's a turntable? Spinning, oh, turntable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait yeah, a minute. Spinning, at this table. <laughs> spinning the beats that keep you on your feet. That's, All right. that's what we do. Over and here. Kevin's dancing in the corner. Over Kevin there. is keeping an eye on Facebook, making sure that Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> show up in front of Facebook for a second. Kevin doesn't mess with us. Yeah, get over that's here in Kevin. the shop. Oh. All right, there he goes. Uh, and we've got a couple of fans here. And uh, by the way, all right, a couple of things. What? That microphone 
Oh, that micro grab that microphone, you guys. Before we get to you, I just want you're to on camera. I want to remind uh -oh. people that uh, uh, Cam, Dave, and, and, and I'm sorry we ran out of time. Uh, we've just got so many things going on on the show today. But uh, Cam Davis's uh, website is camdavis.org, and uh, I can't stress highly enough that you pay attention. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of high-profile contests out there. There's the, the attorney general. There's the governor. We've got a bunch of congressional races. And, in fact, in the second hour, we'll be talking to a congressional candidate from the 16th district, uh, Beth Vercolio Osman. So we're, we're, we're involved in this, too, in trying to get the word out. But what I'm really trying to get the word out to people is vote, and not just in the generals in the fall. In this the is, primaries. This is when it gets narrowed down. This is when you really have a choice. Because a few vote, votes makes a real difference in March, on March 20th. So please get out there and vote. And as we mentioned before, the MWRD, the, the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago, controls a lot of what happens to our clean water. That's who we rent the tower space from, uh, mm -hmm. right there on McCormick and, uh, and Howard. For WCGO. WCGO. We rent the, uh, the tower space out there. So they're our neighbors. Yeah, and right they, along the canal, and they monitor yep. water quality for the 883.5 square miles of Cook County. So that water quality affects the water quality of other municipalities mm -hmm. and other counties, and you know goes down the Mississippi River. And it affects River. our drinking water with the the water releases into the lake after a storm. So the way this happened is so odd that this. I'm sorry, you know, Timothy Bradford dropped dead in the beginning of December, and now we have an open seat in a weird situation that, and I, the other thing I meant to say to Cam is that this is not being covered by the media. There's not a lot of information out there about this race, and I'm not sure why, because yeah, it's Except the Sun-Times. Yeah, the Sun-Times did something. The, the, the Daily Southtown did something. I, I actually, one of the articles that uh, I, uh, I, I have on uh, my blog post uh, is uh, Ted Slowick at the Daily Southtown mm -hmm. who kind of laid it out, and and the the Sun Times uh, Cam well, didn't they mention, actually endorsed Cam. They endorsed Cam, uh, and there's a bunch, and he's been endorsed by uh, Senator Dick Durbin, and he's been endorsed by Jan Schakowsky and uh, Mike Quigley and Deb Shore and a lot of people. And, and Deb Shore is up for re-election. And too. Deb Shore is up for re-election as well, as I mentioned before. So. Pay attention, folks. I know you, it's it's tough to do the homework. You got to do the homework, okay? Uh, that's how democracy works. If you don't do the homework, you get the government you deserve, which is bad government. Okay, that's that's how that works. All right, and look who the, we've got here. We got a couple of fans of not only the Mike Novak show but Mighty House. Who are you guys? I'm Nick Salatino, and uh, it's uh, our honor and pleasure to be here. My, my brother Mark Salatino. Uh, was here, but uh, it's an honor and pleasure to be on the Mike Novak what show. What happened to him? Um, well, well, he's he's kind of wandering about. He's probably looking for a beer. But but <laughs> but we have one of your colleagues here, um, uh, Jack Mikeson, uh, who'd like to say hello as well. Oh, how you doing? This is Jack Mikeson. I host my own fishing show, and I and I brought my good friend Billy Heim. Oh, That's dear. enough, Jack. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. But, uh, <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, our, our pleasure to be here with uh, Kevin and Sonar, uh, part of the team as well. So uh, uh, thank you, folks. Oh, that is that, that was awesome. Yes, Mike or Jack Jack Mikeson? Yes, be sure to vote for me and my money made for the water reclamation district. I could stock it with a lot of fish. Largemouth bass and musky. 
no offense, Jack, but you're the last person I'd vote for. <laughs> so there we go. This is what oh, happens boy. when you come live when you appear. And you leave the mics open. At the Schaumburg <laughs> Convention Center. But they brought us food. Uh, that's true. They did bring us coffee mm -hmm. cake, so you guys are welcome anytime. That's all I got to say. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, again, uh, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, live from the Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show. Uh, and uh, as our, our first guest, Jessica Bowick, said, you can go online to the Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show. And if you you can even click on it today and get in for like four bucks. It's it's the best. It's the last great bargain in America. Yeah, use uh, the promo code Mighty House, lowercase, all one word, and uh, you can get right in. Okay, get in for free. Use Mighty House. I believe so. Wow. See, they they have the connections. Huh. Not not so much us, but uh, the Mighty House people do. Uh, we got a few things coming up. We got just a couple of minutes before we break for no name news and. Uh, yeah, if you missed us Friday night at the One Earth Film Festival Green Carpet Gala, you can go on the Mike Novak Show's Facebook page and watch some of the videos. Yeah, you can also go interviews. on the One Earth uh, mm -hmm. Film Festival uh, Facebook page and watch some of those videos. We had some great interviews. Boy, that was interesting. Um, and that goes on through March 11th. And go to oneearthfilmfest.org for more information for that. Now, next week, we've got the Chicago Flower and Garden no, it's Show. it's two weeks. Two weeks. Well, it's a week from Tuesday. Yeah. So that's, Just not next weekend, please. No, not next weekend, <laughs> but a week from Tuesday, we'll be at the gala for the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. Uh, and, our, and actually, our, our next guest probably knows uh, something um, about that. Uh, Ken Galt is, 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 is sitting there, and he'll tell us all about that because he's uh, going to be on right after 10 o'clock. Um, he's uh, the founder and president yeah. of Foliage Design Systems of Chicago. But we've got the Evening in Bloom Gala on the 13th. You and I will be speaking on the 16th at 11.30 in the morning. Uh, that's right. What's what important, are we gonna, what are what's we important and how to find it. Oh, is that what we're going to do? Yeah, if we can find our notes. Yeah, if we can find our notes on that. I have no idea what's important and how and, to find it. And a book it. signing of that Attack of the Killer Asparagus Oh, that's book. right. Yeah, and I'm doing Attack of the Killer Asparagus signings at the Chicago Flower and, and Garden Show. and that, So we're there three days for the gala. We do our, our presentation on Friday the 16th at 11.30 a.m. And then we broadcast this show on Sunday uh, March 18th mm -hmm. from 9 to 11. So it's yeah. it's a busy couple of and, weeks. And if you need tickets for that, we'll be giving away, but you can go to nachicago.com and enter to win free tickets there, too. And then, as we mentioned earlier when we were talking to Jim Slama, the Good Food Expo, um, I didn't want to give the impression that it's this week. It's not until March 23rd and 24th at the UIC Forum, but you can find out more information about that by going to goodfoodexpo.org. And all that information is there, and they, believe me, there's there's a ton of it. Uh, we should also give a shout-out to uh, Richie Z's Chicago History and Automotive Heaven, which will be on later today. Uh, he's back at the studio. He's on from uh, 12 to 1. And Playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall. I don't have the rundown Wait, for that. I didn't that. see anything from anybody Mr. Turk. Know? Is anybody going to be on it? Do you have just, any? Just fun times. Yeah. That's, that's what they got. <laughs> fun it's, times. Playing, playing Music. around. Yeah. Music, fun, beer. Uh, sure. And, uh, and of course, uh, Mighty House Home Improvement Radio, 7 to 10, Saturdays. Oh, Bill he's... Turk just got a whole bunch of hearts and likes going across. Oh, I bet he's watching it and giving <laughs> himself likes. There you <laughs> go. That's how that works. Uh, and I want to do a real quick shout-out. Yesterday I was at the Chicago Community Gardeners Association 6th Annual Conference uh, where we were promoting the Chicago 
Excellence in Gardening Awards for 2018, and we're going to have more about that on this very show coming up soon. Ooh, that's getting a bunch of likes. That's getting a bunch of Woo-hoo. likes. Yay. Uh, but the Chicago Excellence uh, in Gardening Awards coming up with the no Community Gardeners Association was yesterday at uh, Kennedy King College. It was a great event. I got to see a really cool uh, uh, seminar on fruit trees. I'm going to have those guys on the oh, show. Good. good. And there's some videos again on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, it's all about the pruning, as you probably know. Okay, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. we got a second full hour. They're going to open the doors. We're going to be swamped. But we will be right back. Stick around. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Killer asparagus was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work, and so am I. Mike Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe. Raven Gosplach, my favorite holiday dish. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. It seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. Aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener. I prefer my asparagus with a side of patach Mr. Wolf, are you joking? Actually, Captain, I believe he is choking. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Call us with your questions and comments at 847-A new secure line has been opened for communication. 877-711-5611. Now please make enjoy for second hour capitalist radio. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy. Wealthy, wide awake, lettuce, tomatoes, root and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good What about coffee cake? All I need is good does that count? I don't think it does, actually, in the, the good food stuff. You said it was lemon, so is it? Give me all that I can take. Okay, well, we're not going to be able to check it until after the show anyway. because Oh, he's got plates. <laughs> you can't see. He just walked up with plates. Oh, my goodness. You got forks? <laughs> Look at their real, their real plates. They're not even Recycling things. And he's got real silverware in there, too, I'll bet. Oh, <laughs> where did you get that? Upstairs. Upstairs. He went up to the restaurant. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Uh, we are live at the Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show. It's at the Schomburg Convention Center, 1551 Thoreau Drive North in Schomburg. It doors just open, so people, the crowd is pouring in. They are pouring in, and they us at any second so uh we need to get right away to our next guest because he's here with us live uh and i wanted to say in studio but it's not in studio in convention center and that's thank uh, you yeah uh, ken Gall. In the convention center he helped build yes back in 2006 uh schomburg convention center was opened and uh, since then it's been a great success um i am a landscape architect and everybody wonders what what is a landscape architect and what it is is when I went to school back in the 1970s, it was the spaces between the buildings. And everybody understands that. But back in about 1984, people started to say, well, hey, you're doing such a great job in the, in the building. What about the inside? And so all of a sudden, I started to do the insides of buildings. And that's how I got into the Schomburg Convention Center, was to do all the lovely plants inside the buildings. And we start to have something new is that 
people want to have plants inside the buildings. And <laughs> we as, you know, we are in that, and we as people want to be close to nature. Yeah. And so why not bring nature indoors? And that was the motto of our company, Foliage Design Systems, nature indoors, nationwide. But I think all landscaping is trying to bring nature into the spaces that we build. And that's what a landscape architect is trying to do, is bring nature into these spaces. Well, for a long, long time, people have talked about rooms in their backyards, exactly. too. It's like not only are we bringing nature in, we're trying to bring our, ourselves out, bring our homes out into our yards as well. So we create rooms in our yards that we feel comfortable in. And that's what a landscape architect is meant to do, is to work with families uh, all through Chicagoland, all across the United States, to look at a piece of property and create value. Uh, you know, develop those different rooms for the individual families. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I ask is, what is the family? Does it have children? Are they older? Are they single? Uh, you know, what do they want in their backyard? Because it is the outdoor living room. And so you're creating a, a value for their property, space that they can enjoy. But landscaping was the outside as I went to school. Then it became the inside because people started to say, boy, this is such a neat business. Why not bring the plants inside? And there's a whole realm of plants, how you hide. And that's a, that was done to, to bring this nature indoors. Once we got inside, people started to say, and this is started about in the late 90s, people started to say, hey, what about doing the roof? Can you put plants up on the roof? <laughs> and uh, the old Mayor Daly started to say, hey, can we put plants up on the roof? And Mayor Daly did bring me down to City Hall and say, Kenny, will this work? And, it, and plants on roof are just like any other plants. Yes, they will. And so it's amazing how well they survive. So they it's, will. It's tough, but there's a lot of plants that will just adapt. To and, that. and there's a whole lot of reasons for green roofs. In fact, if you look at the Zurich building right next door to us, that's all green roofs. I think there's an ordinance now in Chicago that says all new construction has to have 50% green roof. And part of it is why? To prevent all this water from going down into the sewer system and polluting our rivers and our water system. And so this is, people don't understand that every time it rains, all this water is going down into the water system. And so there's a whole benefit and, factors well, we, and of we were talking, this water. We oh, were yes. talking about the MWRD, yep. and, you, and you mentioned that during the break to me, that yeah. how important that is as, as a landscape architect. You know that. So everything that we're trying to do right now, from the green roofs to the bioswales to the landscaping, is all back to almost health and welfare or protecting our water system, yeah. which is so valuable. Uh, there's an old book out there called The Devil in the White City, and it's a great book. It talks about how we started to protect our water system back in the uh, Columbian Exposition, about reversing the water system and reversing the, the, the flow of the Chicago River. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the start. Today, look at what we're doing with the Chicago River and the riverfront, how gorgeous our, our lakefront is and our river. It took us a long river. time, though. I mean, we, we treated it as a sewer for the um, longest time. Most, and most American cities treated their waterfronts as sewers. I, I'm glad we're finally figuring it well, out. Well, I mean, it takes politicians that are ready to stand up and say, yes, we will spend a couple bucks on, uh, on and, landscaping. And, and the other thing that we're, we're very lucky about in Chicago is the lakefront. You're talking about water, that it's open in a way that it isn't in, in other cities that have uh, uh, lakes or yeah. on lakes or on the ocean. That Part of my, my argument, and we've got like uh, 45 seconds here, yeah. is, is that 
we take the, the best parts of our waterways and we, we close them off to the public and we have private uh, companies take them away and then they build their factories and they pollute. Correct. And we have to get away from that and open it up to the people. All water needs to be public. Yeah. So, and I want to make sure we get your information out. Uh, Ken Galt is the president and founder of Foliage Design Systems of Chicago. What's your website? It is, uh, uh, yeah, what is it? <laughs> I, I've got it here if yeah, you don't have it. it. Uh, Foliage Design Chicago. Foliage Design Chicago. Foliage Design Chicago. Yep. Um, and he's here at the show, so come on by and see what he's got to offer. And I'm going to come by afterward, too. Okay, thank you. All right, Ken, thank you so much. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be right back. The Chicago Flower and Garden Show returns to Navy Pier this March with more energy than ever thanks to a new schedule, so pay attention. This year's theme is Flower Tales. Every garden has a story to tell. And as usual, there are fabulous display gardens built by the industry's top professionals, daily celebrity chef demonstrations, container potting parties, and ongoing STEM studio cut flower arranging classes. The Kids Activity Garden is back. And did we mention presentations led by nationally renowned experts like, oh, I don't know, Mike Novak and Peggy Malecki? Yes, we'll be there twice. Our presentation, What's Important and How to Find It, is on Friday, March 16th at 1.30. And on Sunday, March 18th, we're once again broadcasting live from the show. And this year, the Chicago Flower and Garden Show runs for five days only, from Wednesday, March 14th through Sunday, March 18th. So, get your tickets now. Go to chicagoflower.com and we'll see you there. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Ego Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne Keratin Smoothing Products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. It's a classic. All right. Can't eat, ladies and gentlemen. That would have been about... Uh... Oh, and there's the applause. Hey. Our live studio audience here uh, out in Schaumburg at uh, the Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show at the Schaumburg Convention Center. Um, and we feel like we're moving um, a mile a minute here mm -hmm. uh, or even faster. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to ask you to, to grab here, and, and you know you're going to see why, and just get a few of these for us, okay? That would be great. That's Kevin on the... Uh, You'll see him on, shortly showing up on, on Facebook. The, on the Facebook machine, and uh, we have uh, Dennis Sonar Green, who is uh, engineering here for us. And, and I have to thank you guys, because the best thing about this remote here today is that I don't have to do it myself. 
Norm- there you go, yeah. Oh, no, I love that. I love Because normally I've got my little radio station in a box, and I, and I haul yeah. it out, and mm-hmm. I put all that together, and then I have to check the equipment. But having guys here... And then we have who, to put it all away, too. Who, yeah, then we got to put it away. But having you here to do this for me... Exactly. This, this is the first of many. The uh, first of many. We're uh, going we're gonna to get this done this summer. And as you can see, Facebook, we got Chicago Smart Talk here and the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, and uh, we're just very happy to be here. Happy to be anywhere, really, pretty much. Uh, and I'm very happy to have on the phone line um, a guy that I've known about for a while, and I'm not sure if we've talked before, but uh, it's possible we did. Let's let's go to the phone and bring in Tom Zaki, the, who's the founder and CEO of TerraCycle. Tom, are you with us? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, I remember you and your company back in the day, and I want to say a dozen years ago, because you just about when you were getting started. And as I recall, at that time, it was it was about reusing plastic bottles and putting your product. You had a a, a, a vermi compost product. Uh, that's kind of how you got started uh, on your. And by the way, folks should know they should go to TerraCycle. Um, and see what how a, a multi-million dollar company is born, okay? Uh, and that's TerraCycle.com, T-E-R-R-A-C-Y-C-L-E.com. And Tom founded this. When he founded the company, he was 19 years old. And uh, and from the story that you have on the website, and I was, I was fascinated going through all of it, uh, you uh, you got interested in and it was kind of it seemed like a very kind of limited idea. Uh, you wanted to get rid of food waste by creating vermicompost. That turned into uh, a product that you sold, and then you you were recycling containers, and then you got into Home Depot and Walmart, and then suddenly you got to a headquarter and it, that gets repainted with graffiti and has all these exciting people working there, and then you go to repurposing drink pouches, yogurt cups, and energy mm-hmm. bar wrappers. Then you're upcycling plastic bags into tote bags. Then then you expand to Brazil, Canada, the U.K., Norway, Spain, Germany, Ireland, Switzerland, Denmark, Belgium, Netherlands, and on television, and now suddenly you're diverting 2.5 billion pieces of waste from landfills and donating more than $6 million to schools and charities. And at that point, I just want to take yeah, a Yeah, now you got to breathe. i got to breathe because that's a remarkable achievement in just 14 years. Do you ever get to stop and take a breath, Tom? <laughs> so, well, when you uh, put it into perspective like that, it definitely is quite a bit. But, you know, TerraCycle has always stood for this uh, relatively simple idea of how do we eliminate the idea of waste. And as we go about exploring how to do that, um, we find that it's not just one answer. You know, you need, you need a whole ecosystem of, um, of solutions, and not just in one region of the world, but absolutely everywhere. And, uh, you know, waste is uh, uh, sort of like, you know, in nature, for example, there is no... Waste. Every organism, uh, when, when it uh, either has uh, byproducts or it itself dies, some other organism will come and consume it. It's a very complex web. And I think that's the same thinking we need to bring to, uh, to waste, whether it's, you know, how do you recycle something like dirty diapers could be profoundly more different than how do you recycle something like cigarette butts, not just in the physical process, but also in how it's collected and uh, as well what is the business model that makes it all work. And so, you know, for us at TerraCycle, it's been tremendous fun getting to think through each of these waste streams uh, region by region and actually bringing up some pretty profound solutions along the way. I, 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have to agree with you. It's, it's just an, an amazing company, and it seems to me that part of your success is, unlike a lot of companies, your vision has been a very broad vision, and you're open to new ideas that come in. And, and a lot of people claim they're open to new ideas, but they're not really because they have their eyes set on their particular prize, and they, and they go towards that, whereas it looks to me like – because you started with a fertilizer project, but now, as you say, you're recycling cigarette butts and um, and chewing gum, chewing gum, and and finding ways to take stuff that nobody else can recycle. And I talk about that on this show all the time. Peggy and I talk about how do you get that that thing recycled? Where do you go to do that? Um, and you're the company that does it, basically. Uh, tell me about the. Um, the idea where, where people can send you stuff and then you figure out what to do with it. How does that work? Absolutely. So I think the, the best way to think about the, all these waste solutions is to take a quick step back and ask ourselves, you know, why does waste even exist? And waste exists for really two reasons. Uh, in the 1950s, so only about 70 years ago, two things emerged, which was complex materials, things like plastics and other such uh, 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 materials, and the idea of consumerism. And when those two things came together, we have the on-vent of waste. You know, people don't cobble their shoes anymore. You know, when you look at buying uh, some cookies, instead of coming in a beautiful, I mean, absolutely gorgeous tin uh, container, now it comes in a, basically a plastic wrapper of some kind. And the benefit that disposability brings uh, in consumerism is a great economy and cheap and convenient products. You can just throw them away and buy a new one. And so the way we think about solving these things is in three stages. The first thing we ask is, is the object or product uh, recyclable today? And, and usually the answer is no. You know, some things are locally recyclable, like aluminum containers, plastic bottles, paper. But the majority of goods, the answer is no. And interestingly enough, the answer is no, not because it can't be. I mean, there is some science involved and so on, but it's more around the fact that it costs more to collect and process something like a dirty diaper or a toothbrush or a pen mm -hmm. than the recovered value. And so what we do is we work with different stakeholders. It could be brands, uh, you know, like, say, a P&G or a Colgate or someone like that. It could be a retailer like a Target or an espresso store, uh, even cities, uh, uh, factories, and so on, who effectively cover the cost. And because of that, we can bring free programs to the public. So you can go to Paracycle.com, for example, today, and there'll be about 60 or 70 free programs funded by one of these stakeholders where you can now collect these previously non-recyclable waste streams uh, in bulk of any brand. Uh, uh, we provide you free shipping, and in some cases even a donation for each piece of waste collected, usually around two cents or so. And that uh, is millions of dollars every quarter that is then given to schools or charities across America. And then, of course, that's replicated around uh, 21 countries, from China to Brazil, uh, Australia, and so on. Now, the second thing we try to do is, once that's all working, the next question is, can we help companies make their products from garbage? Um, so a really exciting thing we did this year was, with Procter & Gamble released uh, a head and shoulders bottle that's made 25% from ocean plastic. And we actually just uh, did that with their fairy dish soap, which is number one dish soap in Europe. And there'll be some more exciting announcements in that category coming up. And then the very last thing is, and this is our third business unit, is how do we move away from needing to have disposable products uh, to having durable uh, packages and products? but still maintain that convenience and that uh, really low price point. And that's something that we're going to be uh, launching in about a year from now. Uh, so it should be pretty exciting when it, when it comes out. So when do you take over the world? That's, <laughs> I just have to wonder about that. Well, it's, it's, run it's, Facebook it's funny to say that. I mean, I think, yeah, the goal is, you know, really how do we bring about 
business models that allow people to be able to solve waste and not have it around. And the, the reason I'm optimistic about this, even though the garbage issue is a very monumental, it's a massive problem, yes. is because it's yes. also very modern. It only came about 70 years ago, so at least there's a chance we can maybe undo that and sort of go back to what it was like in the 1930s, where milk came from a milkman, well, where you know yeah, uh, there wasn't Tom, really a Tom, major I, waste issue. I will, I will tell you, back in the 50s, though, we had 4 billion fewer people on the planet as well, okay? Then that's that's part of the problem, and and it's a reason why you have to do what you're doing. And what I love about what you're doing is you're involving producer responsibility in this. Is as you say, you're working with these companies that make the stuff, and that's been the my chief complaint. And a lot, of, I'm not the only one, is that producers have to accept the responsibility for cheap packaging because if there is a problem with disposal at the end of it, as you know, Tom, it's not cheap. It suddenly is not cheap, but we don't look at the end cost anymore. You're doing that, and you're saying to them, hey, put a, put a few bucks here, put a few pennies here in what we're doing, mm -hmm. and we can help uh, take some of that burden off of you. But it seems to me that those companies do have to buy in. So are you have you run into resistance from any of those companies about the buy-in for consumer responsibility? It's a, it's a really good question, and uh, I would say the more we can show uh, that these platforms, by making your product recyclable or out of recycled content or even reusable, that will if that drives their business, and if we can demonstrate to them that it does so, then the you know the funding comes. But that's the challenge; it has to be tied to you know these more classic business metrics. Which is which is a fine way to do it, and it does work. Um, but if you compare you you know the United States to countries like well, frankly every other developed country out there, um, almost bar none, everyone else from Canada to the UK to Brazil has what's called extended product responsibility taxes. It's basically packaging taxes that are charged on packaging that is then deployed to help recycling systems grow. Now these taxes aren't perfect, but if you compare countries like Germany to the United States. For what is recyclable, at least profitably, like a PET bottle or an aluminum can, their recycling rates are noticeably higher uh, than ours. Now, the challenge is here in the United States, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to pass these sort of uh, uh, measures. I think it would be very unrealistic in this administration. Frankly, even if there was a Democratic administration, it would be very, very difficult. So what we need to show in lieu of that is how do we create good business models where consumers prefer products that are recyclable versus not recyclable or uh, patronize those products that do the right thing. And I think this is the key point. Consumers sometimes feel sort of lost in the winds, um, you know, uh, and say, well, it's the large corporations. It's very hard for us to make a difference. And I totally understand that perspective. But what consumers should really um, center themselves on is it, we are the most powerful voice out there. Um, you know, we got all hung up on who we vote for every four years. You know, do we vote uh, one side or the other? And it's a huge to-do. But we vote every single day, not with a piece of paper and a pen, but with actual money, and not just once, but multiple times a day, on the future we want. And that's what we have to really be conscious of. When you buy something, you're voting for more of that object to exist, and you're, in fact, also voting for less of the competitive objects to exist. And companies watch this very carefully. It's called market research and so on. And they're not in the business of trying to get us to buy what we don't want. They're set in the business to try to get us to buy what we want and maybe figure out what we may want in the future and get us that as well. But our desires are sort of, or what we buy is the future we're projecting. And that is okay. incredibly powerful. And I think a lot of us don't 
um, you know, shop with our eyes open in that setting. Yeah, and 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 it's and we need to bring all that together, mm-hmm. and it's and it's kind of what you're doing. But one of the reasons you're here today is because uh, there are a couple of things. One is that you've acquired uh, a Chicago, Aircycle. yeah, Chicago-based company, AirCycle Corporation, um, and. Yeah. They uh, provide solutions for mercury-containing fluorescent bulbs, battery, ballast, and electronic waste disposal, which is really, really cool. But what that is about is, is showing that your company is moving into a new phase, not only acquiring businesses, but you became a quali- you qualified by the SEC for a $25 million regulation capital uh, offering. And so people can now invest in your company. So uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Tell us a little bit about both of those things. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we have today 60 million Americans participating with TerraCycle. And so we thought it would be really exciting to let our consumers, our friends, own a part of TerraCycle. And the historical challenge for uh, people to invest in uh, non-public companies is they have to be what's called an accredited investor. And simply speaking, that's a rich person. So if you don't have over a million dollars of net worth and aren't willing to invest, say, $50,000, you can't uh, be an owner in companies like TerraCycle. And so what's really exciting with Regulation A is folks uh, and, and, and listeners can go to ownterracycle.com. So that's O-W-N-T-E-R-R-A-C-Y-C-L-E.com. And there uh, we are now qualified by the, uh, the SEC, the Security Exchange Commission. You can read everything. And I would encourage you, if you choose to invest, to please read everything before you do so. But what's exciting is you don't have to be an accredited investor. You could be any American citizen, and the invest the minimum investment is seven hundred dollars. Um, and TerraCycle US is a profitable company, so it'll be paying dividends and uh, and so on. In this way, everyone out there can own a part of uh, what we're building here, and it's been uh, incredibly exciting. And one of the uses of the uh, of the capital that we're bringing in, because we are profitable, so we don't need money to offset losses, is uh, to acquire companies. And AirCycle, which is a, an amazing company we bought uh, in Chicago just uh, four months ago or so, is an example of exactly that. It's a really cool, innovative waste management company, in their case, recycling things like light bulbs. Uh, by bring, but bringing the perspective and mentality and, frankly, the global scale TerraCycle has, we can really accelerate these organizations. And we look forward to uh, doing more acquisitions of companies like that um, and really trying to bring more solutions to waste um, in the U.S. And, uh, and more exciting ideas for people to use. Uh, feel free to buy my uh, radio show anytime <laughs> you like, Tom. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'll, uh, we'll, 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 talk, we'll have okay? to talk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, I want to have you back on the show when we have more than 15 mm-hmm. minutes to do this because you're doing what I hoped somebody would eventually do, and you're finally there. You're, you're, you're approaching... Uh, Nirvana <laughs> and uh, the recycling Nirvana. So uh, that is Tom, and he's the CEO of TerraCycle. If you want more information, go to TerraCycle.com. Tom, it's been great to have you on the show, and uh, we're going to talk again real soon, okay? My pleasure. Have a great weekend. All right, you Thanks, too. Tommy. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Uh, we will be back to wrap it up. We'll be back. Stick around. Want to have a healthier, more eco-friendly Green Diva kitchen? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. The main characteristics of a Green Diva kitchen are that it produces delicious food, is healthy, eco-friendly, and low stress. Let's start by using more dish towels and cloth napkins because paper products make up one-third of municipal waste. Buying bulk dry goods saves money and reduces waste. 
please recycle more. An estimated 80% of what Americans throw away is recyclable, yet our recycling rate is only 28%. And of course, always try to buy local and organic food whenever possible. I'm Green Diva Meg. Please visit thegreendivas.com to find useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the 2018 Good Food Expo. Connect with local farmers and producers, learn from renowned local chefs, shop the Good Food Marketplace, and eat delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry is free with online registration. Don't miss the Good Food Masterclass on Fermented Foods with author Michael Harlan Turkel. Good Food happens Saturday, March 24th at the UIC Forum in Chicago. The Mike Novak Show will cover it live on Facebook. Visit goodfoodexpo.org. This is Peggy Malecki, and this is The Moment. That's the theme of the 7th Annual One Earth Film Festival, and The Mike Novak Show will be there. 33 award-winning films at 47 venues across Chicagoland, March 2nd through 11th. This is The Moment underscores the need to take action to save our planet now. Visit oneearthfilmfest.org to reserve tickets to all screenings, including the March 2nd Green Carpet Gala, featuring live interviews by Mike Novak and me. See you there. This is your talk. And this place is really something else, huh? Only on 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Yeah, Sonar woke us up with that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it pops into the headset a little. It's like, what? Whoa! Whoa! Okay. That's, that's, that's Norman coming in strong. Right? Yeah, that's what Norman that Greenbaum, <laughs> Spirit in the Sky, probably 1970 or thereabouts, maybe 69. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep green and uh, and country <laughs> and uh, as as many of, of those different ways as I can. Today. Yeah, I should let you know that uh, it's uh, Sonar who's uh, playing the tunes uh, today. So uh, you've been good choices. Though. I like the it. Tunes. Although, Thank you. Although my age is showing because he's playing stuff from my college days. Yeah. So that's part. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what's going on. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, and uh, we're just having a great time here today. We are live at the Greater Chicago Home and Remodeling Show. <laughs> and there's our live studio audience, and they're taking photos. Hey, that flash is disturbing me. What are you doing there? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, and uh, it's at the Schaumburg uh, Convention Center, so come on by. It's open till four. Open till four, and I want and I want to mention to see now my mic thing just went loose on me, and I I'll figure out how to fix that way. Ah. All right, there we go. No, that's not going to fix it. All right, um, we were talking. <laughs> And now it droops. Okay. Uh, we were talking about, uh, uh, when we went to, to break real quick, we talked about uh, Tom Zaki and TerraCycle. And a lot of people wrote in because they had questions um, about uh, TerraCycle. And he's going to be back on the show. we got to get him back here. Mm -hmm. What he's doing is just so fantastic and amazing and successful. Uh, I just want to ride the coattails yes. as, as long as I possibly can. And the paparazzi are out there flashing their camera bulbs at there us. There we are. Okay, let's go to the <laughs> phone and uh, bring in uh, one more guest today, a person who's been on the show before. And as we mentioned, we're, uh, we're doing a couple of political things today. And the next one is uh, with our friend Beth Bercolio Osman. Uh, she's the co-owner of Cedar Valley Sustainable Farm CSA in Ottawa, Illinois. Um, and is running for Congress in the 16th Congressional District. Beth, good morning. 
Good morning, Mike. It's it's good to talk to you again. Uh, how's how's the campaign going? It's been going great. Uh, it's keeping me busy, but I'm really enjoying my time meeting all the people. Well, many of the people in my district. Uh, I'll bet. And uh, you explain uh, where the the 16th district is because you're you're running a lot. That's a huge district, and it covers. Uh, goes from uh, the Wisconsin border, wraps around the outside of Chicago to the Indiana border. So tell me what it's been like uh, trying to talk to all the folks in the district. It's really been a challenge. Um, Last week I was up in Durand, Illinois, which is very near the Wisconsin border. Um, That was on Tuesday night, and I've been all throughout the district um, all the way down to last night, I was in Milford, Illinois, which is way down in the southern part of the district. And so I put a lot of miles on the minivan, but it's been great to get out and talk to lots of people. I've also been focusing really hard on the, the I-80 corridor, Morris, Ottawa, oh. LaSalle, Putnam County. Those are those are the places where I'm, I'm familiar with and I, and I know the people, and so those are those have been you know, easier, easier hits to, to, to visit lots of great spaghetti suppers and fish dinners and a pancake breakfast this morning all around my own neighborhood. Uh, and, and you're one of, just to let people know what's going on, we've got the, uh, the primary coming up on the 20th. And in the 16th district, you're running against four, uh, three other people in the Democratic primary. Now, ultimately, the winner of that primary will go up against Adam Kinzinger from mm-hmm. the 16th District, who's primaried himself. He didn't have any opposition in 2016, and he's getting primaried in the Republican side. But you've got four Democrats. So I imagine that you've shown up at most of these events with the other three Democrats, and you're getting to know them pretty well, I would think. I sure am. And, you know, I have to say that the comments that I've heard most, honestly, is it's a hard choice. Because um, whoever comes out of this primary is, is going to be a good choice to, to run against Adam Kinzinger. He, he ran, like you said, completely unopposed. There wasn't even a Democratic name on the ballot in 2016. And in the, the two years before the two election cycles before that, there was a Democrat slated in who didn't have a lot of momentum or a lot of support. So this primary has been really good for our party. I know all of us have gotten better. We've gotten more articulate. We've gotten more able to express ourselves as this primary has gone on. So I think it's been good not only for for me personally, it's been a terrific learning experience, but I think it's been good for our party because there's so much more enthusiasm this year that we stand a real chance of turning this this very red seat blue. Yeah, well, as as you say, it's it's a red district. So I imagine one of the things that's happening as you go around is people are saying, oh, I didn't know that Democrats ran in this district anymore. Um, <laughs> and I imagine, so what's that like? Are, you, are, are people surprised to see the, the strength of the Democratic Party in the 16th district? Uh, what kind of questions do you get in regard to that? You know, I think for the most part, the, the folks that, we've been, that I've been talking to are relieved to see that there's still a Democratic Party. I think one of the things that the Democrats have done in general that that has hurt the party is we've ignored rural spaces. 
we we have we've said you know we're 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 good we're we're in the the urban and we're in the suburban and that's where our support is but you know there's a lot of people in the 16th district that care about the same things that I do and I've been talking a lot about being a rural progressive and to me that means you know I know that people here just like just like all over our country care about their land and their livelihoods and their communities and Mike, those are the same things that Democrats care about. We just call them different things because we talk about the environment and we talk about a living wage and, and strong union jobs. And we talk about the social safety net and taking care of people. So really, we're talking what's, about what's, the same things. We just need to make sure that we are out there letting people know that, that there are representatives who want to, to hear their voices and, and take those perspectives to Washington. Beth, I was wondering what surprises you're getting as, you know, as, as you're saying, you're finding how people are viewing the Democratic Party. Are, are you getting surprises on what the interests are, what the questions and the concerns are in the more rural environment? Well, you know, a lot of the same questions come up that, that we see everywhere. Um, people are concerned about guns. People are concerned about jobs. People are concerned about tariffs. And, and, and all of those things that we see on the national, national news, they affect us out here in the small towns just as much as they affect anybody. Um, and, and some of the stuff that's been going on lately, like the, the Trump administration starts threatening to start a trade war, that's going to hurt my constituents first because agriculture is one of the few places where we consistently have a trade surplus. And the... Farmers are, are going to be are going to be the first ones harmed in a trade war. So those are things that you know. Not only Democrats haven't been listening to to rural constituents, but most people in power haven't been, and, and we need to we need to fix that because those are those are really important important parts of our our communities. They're important parts of our our district, and, and they're they're important citizens. And of course, uh, I know you because of your work in sustainable farming. Uh, I know that you're an, an environmental candidate, and I'm assuming you know, we're going to be talking to meteorologist Rick DeMaio in just a few minutes. Uh, in the last week, again, the effects of climate change are very evident in your district because you got pounded. Parts of the district got pounded with rain. What are you, what are you talking to people? What are you telling them about that? Absolutely. You know, we had a, a question yesterday in a forum about, you know, the environment and, and and what we want to do, you know, what asking each of us what, what what our priorities there are, and it really is affecting my district. It's it's a district of rivers, um, and here in Ottawa, we've had our third or fourth century flood here in in about the past ten years. So the math doesn't work on that, you know. We are seeing the effects of of, of climate change, and we need to address that. We've got a lot of uh, wind energy here in the district. I was just at our, our local high school for a pancake breakfast where they have solar panels installed. So it's a $29 billion green energy industry. And we need to be protecting that and promoting that. And coal and, 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 and those sorts of, of industries, you know, we need to make sure we're taking care of the people if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're losing their jobs, if they need retraining, absolutely. But we don't need to be propping up those, those 
legacy polluting, carbon emitting fuels because we have better alternatives. And jobs that are, are created by installation and maintenance of these green energy uh, systems, those can't be outsourced. It's not, I, you've, you've seen those big wind turbines driving out around here. Those aren't going to be yeah, moved yeah. offshore. So that, that's a win-win, both environmentally and economically. Well, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the program, the primary is coming up uh, March 20th. So obviously, you're now you're getting into the home stretch. Uh, do you have any appearance? What are your appearances like in the next couple of weeks? Well, we are just about done with the uh, the forums. We've had a lot of those. We've we're, we've gotten out and and gotten in front of big groups of voters with all four of us and and made our pitches. So the past, the next couple of weeks are really just a lot of personal. Getting out, like I said, going to fish fries and pancake dinners and fr- and supporters' <laughs> living rooms and meeting people and 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 one on one and that's really been the best part of this whole process is is just getting out and talking to people. So I've got a lot more of that coming up in the next two weeks, two and a half. Weeks. All right. Well, that's that's Beth Vercolio Osmond. Now, the, as I said, uh, the voting starts in earnest in Chicago tomorrow. I know there's early voting in a lot of places. What I'm going to tell you, folks, again, is please vote. Whether you vote for her, whether you vote for one of her uh, Democratic uh, candidate uh, uh, rivals, uh, that's whatever. Uh, get out and vote. Participate in your democracy. I mean, obviously, I'm supporting Beth because I, I like what she stands for, but uh, I'm just urging you to vote. Beth, uh, uh, good luck, and uh, we'll talk real soon. Um, Thanks, and Mike. Just real quickly, I want to let weather. your voters know... Or- Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. And Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Chicagoans use your blue carts to recycle. Bottles, flattened boxes, jugs with the lids on, tin and aluminum cans, juice cartons, and mail. No plastic bags, including store bags, no greasy pizza boxes, styrofoam, disposable coffee cups, light bulbs, napkins, electronics, or shredded paper. Put your items loose in the blue cart and not in a plastic bag. Visit RecycleByCity.com Chicago and let's make Chicago beautiful and green. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at Mike Now. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, Mike at MikeNovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at MikeNovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at MikeNovak.net. 
Tune in to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven Sundays at 12 noon with Richie Z right here on WCGO AM 1590. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki and our tour of music from the 1970s. Thank you, Sonar. Uh, oh, this is a great song. Well, Kevin was trying to get Freebird going here. But... <laughs> yeah, I, I was all set. I don't have my lighter. I can't do Freebird. <laughs> of course, now... DJ Request does not take requests. <laughs> yeah, now we can use the phones. Yeah, that's right. Now, wait a second. <laughs> We're going to do this now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> You only know what's going on if you're watching on Facebook Live. The rest of you, I'm sorry, you're out of the joke. Hey, you get to use that with your cell phone now instead of yeah. lighters. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it, it is it's crazy. safer. Uh, <laughs> before we duck down on Beth uh, Vercolio Osman, I want to let folks know uh, that we didn't get to her, her uh, website address. It's vercoliocongress.com. That's V-E-R-C-O-L-I-O-O-S-M-U-N-D. Congress.com, but you can go to my website, MikeNovak.net, and find that because it's a lot easier to do that than to spell out her whole name. And, and I'm going to tell you one more time, and I'm going to tell you that next week, and I'm going to tell you that the week after that. Please go out and vote. Please, please. And if you don't vote and you're a Facebook friend, unfriend me now because I'm, I'm not interested. I don't want to talk You'll to you. You'll have words for them. I do not want to talk to you. I'm not interested in your friendship if you don't vote. Not interested at all. All right. Let's go to the phone line. Let's bring in meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Rick, are you there? I'm here, Mike. Uh, yes, how are is. you, uh, Peg and Mike, on this Sunday? It seems to be uh, fun out there in Schaumburg, right? <laughs> We're having a good time. We got a, a live studio audience here. Give us that applause. That... <laughs> and they love you, Rick. Uh, it's, it's DeMaio fans out here, They're too. out there going, DeMaio, DeMaio, oh. DeMaio. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the. Um, but as you heard, I'm sure the applause was was uh, was to assign that set applaud right now that you held up, right? Oh yeah. Well, we do, we do hold that up. Yeah, we hold up that sign. Yeah, that's uh, good. Talking to uh, but but not not uh, a bad start to uh, the month of March so far, huh? Uh, three days of sun in well, a row. We'll make it number four today, and uh, uh, temperatures on the mild side before we begin a swing back towards February weather, which is going to be. Uh, Mixed in with a little bit of snow, possibly, later on tomorrow into Tuesday as well. Well, when you say February weather, are you talking like for a day or for No, 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 no. This, 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 once we get into this pattern this week, it, we go back into some, uh, some below normal temperatures, uh, chilly conditions. We'll see some snow around here tomorrow evening. We'll see some snow during the day on Tuesday uh, and maybe a little bit coming back at us during the day on Wednesday and Thursday, but, um, uh, you know, overall, when you look back at, at this winter, which climatologically ended on the 28th of, or 20, 28th of February, um, we ended up right around where I thought we would, which was slightly above normal temperature-wise. We ended up actually four inches above normal uh, snow-wise, even though most of that snow came uh, pretty much in about a five-day period of time. Uh, but the the winter is not done, and it never is around here in the month of March, even though we like to think of March as a spring-like month or a spring 
uh, timed yeah. season or spring seasonal month. But um, other than other than you know getting into you know the minutia of how you actually quantify a season, winter ends in the Chicagoland area pretty much about the first week of April. You can actually average, uh, or I say not actually, but we do average about seven to eight inches of snow uh, each month of March. And I've been saying it for a while. The pattern is still very active. And even though we've had uh, basically bare ground around here now for the last week and some sunny days, uh, there's a lot of winter left. And we'll definitely get into that uh, tomorrow and into Tuesday as well. Uh, but before we do that, it, it's interesting, Mike and Peg, some of the numbers coming in from areas particularly across the southeast, which experienced some of the uh, most incredible warmth I've ever seen, um, the state of Florida. Uh, literally shattered records that have been standing now since the late 1880s, not above normal, but literally like like literally eight to nine degrees above normal uh, in Miami, eight to nine degrees above normal for the month of February in places like mm. Tampa and Orlando and up in Jacksonville. Uh, nothing in the way of any cold weather. And I always say when you start out really, really warm in the Gulf of Mexico and off the coast of Florida, in March, and then you get into that in April and May, uh, it typically bodes well for kind of an early start to the tropical storm season. So here we are still licking our wounds from what was the costliest hurricane season ever in the United States, and you're already setting up all the ingredients for what, what could be an active tropical storm season, which, as we know, typically begins like in July and August, but could actually begin maybe in late May and June. Wow. And and something that Peggy called my attention to, and, and I've seen stories on, is uh, the Arctic and how warm it's been oh. in the Arctic while while the the polar vortex has gone into Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is something that uh, that we saw happening about two weeks ago. That a little piece of that uh, you know blob of cold air has kind of slid into eastern sections of um, Europe, uh, western sections of Asia. If you want to call it the Russian. Uh, area from about, um, I'd say, Mongolia, northwest China, eastern section. You go from, like, Poland down into Bulgaria, down by the Caspian Sea. Incredible cold weather uh, there over the last week and a half. And one of the reasons why the storm system uh, basically set up shop off the east coast was you had this incredibly large storm pretty much battering much of western Europe. That kind of backed up. Uh, the big storm that moved through here and ended up producing uh, Winter Storm Riley, as the Weather Channel referred to it, and really wasn't a nor'easter, but no, it kind of stayed no, over no, no, the no, northeast. No, 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 Storms do not have names. They do not have. <laughs> all right, names, all right. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm just fine with storms. that. But you know what? I don't know. I, I, I kind of got. I kind of like the name Riley for some reason, as opposed uh, to the name Riley. Is the dumb it, it's getting Mike all riled up. Well, not as a storm, okay? Yeah, I, I, there you go, Peg. Yeah, it was all riled up, but it did, it did have. I don't know. I've got to go to the Weather Channel, and I'm kind of become like. Them, okay? storms the bottom line is uh, the cold weather that uh, pushed across the Arctic into that part of Europe allowed phenomenal warmth across areas of the Arctic. And I'm just looking at some data just out from the last couple of days shows that the amount of sea ice that typically forms in the Arctic uh, is at an all-time record low. And people say, really, you're, you're, there's still sea ice beginning, there's still a sea ice forming uh, in the first week of March. This is usually when you see the record amount or the not-so-much record amount, uh, the first week of March is typically when sea ice 
and even ice on Lake Michigan or Great Lakes, I should say, uh, from a combined area, uh, is at its maximum. And if anybody's seen pictures of satellite imagery, there's no ice on Lake Michigan. So even though we have some cold weather coming at us over the next few days, uh, usually a li- very little ice this time of the year bodes well for a warmer start to the season, the spring season. But as I already mentioned, there's still a lot of winter left. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised. They always say, well, it's the end of meteorological winter, March 1st, but as you say, it really isn't. We're, we're going to get this until right, the beginning right. of April. And, and again, you know and me, I like I, to use the word climatological. So uh, it's, yes, it's you more do. climatological so, winter. Well, so why don't you, uh, bottom line, the forecast you, in detail, uh, okay. beautiful day today, sunshine, probably up to 50 degrees. Uh, we'll see a little bit of rain come at us during the day on Monday, but probably not until maybe after like 9, 10, maybe 11 o'clock. Rain changes the snow. Uh, particularly northern sections of Lake and McHenry County. Schaumburg area, where you guys are, may just see a little bit of rain mixed with snow. But I wouldn't be surprised if by Tuesday morning uh, there could be a quick one to two inch uh, accumulation, particularly on grassy areas. And then Tuesday's temperatures may be mid to upper 30s. Really hard to get snow to stick this time of the year unless you have a cold Arctic high. But a little bit of snow around here during the day on Tuesday, a little bit of break on Wednesday, and then maybe a little bit of lake effect snow on Thursday. Remember last year, our biggest snow year was lake effect snow on March 17th. All right, thanks, Rick. Uh, And I want to thank all the folks who are with us out here in Schaumburg. And thanks to our engineering staff. I don't have time for any of it. So go green or go home. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.